Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all well this morning and ready just to listen to the Word of God and again remember, uh, especially put our focus upon the Lord Jesus. I was just thinking forwards for perhaps a few weeks away, yet maybe even a few months away. Uh, but what, what would it be like when we can again go back into our church building and uh, and all be together physically, where we can actually talk to people freely and and uh, and, and and be in that place of fellowship? Maybe it will be a gradual thing, or maybe it will be one where we can have a a cup of tea afterwards. I can imagine that we'll just want to chat and drink tea probably all afternoon, just to enjoy being together in fellowship. But God's been gracious to us, and I think we've we've done quite well through various means of uh, communication to to stay in touch with one another and to be, be an encouragement to one another. And may that continue. So I believe that we are God's family, and we need to show His love one to another as He loves us. As a uh, a church minister, I, I don't really adhere too much to the church calendar, to say the least. Um, the obvious celebrations that we would join in with would be Christmas uh, and Easter. Um, perhaps one that's also relevant to us and uh, uh, would be today, because today is uh, Pentecost Sunday. Um, Pentecost comes from the Jewish Harvest Festival called Shavuot. And uh, Pentecost is the Greek name for Shavuot, uh, the spring harvest festival of the Israelites, which was going on when the Holy Spirit came. Shavuot was uh, a, a celebration feast commemorating the, the giving of the law to uh, Moses with the Ten Commandments. So a very significant celebration uh, that it's part of, but obviously it's, it's part of something greater. And um, and that is the fact that that was the day when the Holy Spirit came and dwelt amongst all believers. Prior to that, in the Old Testament, we would read of kings and prophets who were anointed with the Holy Spirit and had a, had a ministry and a, and, and a role to fulfill for the glory of God and for his kingdom. Uh, but now that is open to every one of us. We can all receive revelation personally from God if we will just wait and watch and listen. He will put things into our lives that will help us to change and become more like him. He will give us revelations where we can uh, be a real encouragement to people around us through our faith and trust in God. Uh, so Pentecost is, is, is a great celebration, remembering and reminding us of all that the Holy Spirit has poured into our lives. Um, the apostles were celebrating on the day of Pentecost the, the, the festival of Shavuot, when the Holy Spirit descended upon them. Uh, people were passing by, uh, at first thought that they were all drunk, uh, but the, the apostle Peter told the crowd that the apostles were full of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what God wants to do he wants to put a joy in our hearts uh, that is so real, that is so powerful, that is rooted right in our very being and manifesting what we say and what we do. 
and people will look and think that they must be drunk, they must be taking drugs, they must be um, on some sort of substance. Well, I believe that there is followers of Jesus Christ. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live extraordinary lives. And that should be one of our daily targets, to receive something supernatural from God that we might be equipped to bless whoever we come in contact with that day. Uh, about 850 years before the day of Pentecost, in, as recorded in Acts chapter 2, Joel wrote a prophecy. And, uh, and in that prophecy, he, uh, he predicted the very day. Uh, as I said, the crowd thought that the, the disciples were drunk. And God, uh, sorry, Peter pointed out that it was the joy of the fulfillment of God's plan. Uh, on that on that day that, that they were rejoicing at. This is what was uttered through the prophet Joel, he said. Uh, and, and in Joel, uh, and, and, and what, what he quoted was this, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit in all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old man, men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, that's our days, I will pour out my spirit. There is no limitation to who can be filled with the Holy Spirit, who can receive revelation from God, other than the limits we put on it ourselves. Only the, the barriers that we put up to, to uh, stop ourselves, perhaps uh, having to face potential failure or having to t- face a risk. We need to push through those boundaries. It goes on, and I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, fire and blood and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that is anybody, you or me or our neighbour or our family, if they will turn to the Lord, they can be saved. It's never ever too late at the moment. But when Jesus comes again, then it would be too late. Today, Sunday the 31st of May, this, this weekend is, is Whitsuntide. Um, when I was a young lad within the group of churches we were involved in, uh, they used to hold what they called conventions. Uh, my home church was um, Mansfield, and uh, every year they would have an Easter convention and they would get hundreds of people crowding into a church. I remember, I think my dad said it was 1963. There were coach loads of people coming up and they were actually having to turn coaches away and send them off to other places because there was hundreds more people turning up than could get into the convention and they would have wonderful times. Uh, and that would be at, at, at Easter and uh, after after Easter, you would get other conventions, and uh, Whitsuntide was a, a great time for churches to have conventions as well. And sometimes we would travel to different churches and fellowship, and it was great to be in a large crowd. Uh, in Potlington, it was always September, the second week in September, that there would be an anniversary celebration. 
for the the uh, age of uh, or the length of time that the the church has, since it started in 1959, and I can remember one um, September convention. It would have been well. It's actually it was on spot on. The Saturday was my twenty um, first birthday, so that would have made it nineteen seventy six. And there was uh, three three preachers. I mean, really went over the top. That was the one year they they did that. I think they booked somebody who couldn't come. Then they said they could come, and so they had three preachers there. And I was I'd left home. I was working for the Sons of God Home Missions. Um, I'd spent the summer uh, assisting at Scarborough Fellowship Camp, and I just had a couple of weeks back at home before I went off with Home Missions to Fraserburgh, and. Um, we were sat in the service and the pastor then, Tony Wake, uh, he asked me to, to, um, open in prayer. Um, I was a bit nervous, taken aback. The place was crowded with people. And, uh, and I got up and I prayed and I realized it was a little bit bitty, but I, I, I just prayed and asked God's blessing on the service. And it's one of those moments I, I look back on and, uh, with, with a little bit of hurt. Uh, when the preacher got up to preach, he, he actually criticised my prayer. Uh, he told he told everybody uh, how I could have prayed better and and how um, I, I I'd sort of um, not done a good job of praying. And I learned something that day that that it's so easy to to try and correct situations, but end up with hurting someone and, and, and causing pain and, and unnecessary distress. And I can remember struggling with that for, for a long time and still because today it's just memories just come back to me again. We have a responsibility one for another. There's no excuses. We need to love each person that we come in contact with and that we need to show to people the same love that they would receive from Jesus. Yes, Jesus would criticize and challenge people, but he would always do it with their best interests at heart, not to, to cause hurt or upset or, uh, or, or uh, embarrassment in any way whatsoever. Normally in England this weekend, there would be special prayers for, for, um, uh, for, for, for Pentecost celebration there would be vigils that some people would be fasting leading up to the festival uh, others would be praying for, for nine days leading up to the festival they would be having Holy Communion there would be a litany uh, and, and, and the churches would celebrate in so many different ways today we're celebrating by remembering and then having communion together in our own homes and I just want to pray as well at the end that uh, that we will all be filled with the Holy Spirit. I like the idea when we're trying to put Pentecost in the place. I like the idea of three birthdays, uh, and each birthday is significant for for different reasons. And it's it's just a a thought that came to me, and uh, I just want to briefly go over the three birthdays. Pentecost is a piece. Uh, of a jigsaw, not recognised really for its significance away from the context of God's 
eternal plan. And it's the third of the tale of three birthdays I'm about to tell you. The first one is Christmas. Uh, Christmas is, uh, in many ways, the most significant event to ever occur on this planet. God, the creator of the whole universe, which man is still trying to measure, still trying to explore through powerful telescopes, the, the creator of the universe became a man and came to live on our little planet. The eternal God became a mortal man. The eternal God is born as a created being. That is the first birthday, the birth of Jesus Christ. Not the beginning of his existence, because he is eternal, but the birth of a body where God became man, where God became one of us. That is the first birthday, so important, so significant, so central to all that we believe, that we are servants of the living God. The second birthday is perhaps more personal. It comes with, with Easter. Uh, God, in the form of Jesus, is crucified by his creation. He's crucified, dead, totally dead. The Romans were excellent at execution. They knew how to prolong death to give maximum discomfort and pain to the victims and to hold off uh, with death. But they knew. They knew when the moment came. They knew when someone was alive or when they were dead. And he was proclaimed dead. And they buried him. Then three days later, he's resurrected. Praise God. It represents our new life through Jesus. Jesus said, you must be born again. We have a natural birthday when our father and our mother give us uh, life and give us birth. But we need to have a new spiritual birthday because each one of us falls short of the kingdom of God. Each one of us, in a, in a very personal way, decides to do wrong and sin enters our lives and stops us from being servants of the living God. And, and, and we need the second birthday. And it's when Jesus' forgiveness and grace comes into our lives and our spirit is giving new life with God. So the second birthday is our being born again. And you know, it's not coming to church. Christians go to church, but it's not coming to church that makes us Christians. It's not praying. People pray, Muslims pray, Buddhists pray, lots of different groups pray, pray who don't know what truth is. It is about a personal relationship with Jesus. It's not being able to go back and say, I prayed a prayer back then. It's about today. What is Jesus saying to us today? Our new birth has got to be practical. It's got to be lived out. And that is the second birthday, our being born Again, 
And that brings us to the to the third one, and that is Pentecost. Fifty days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as recorded in the book of Acts, the church was born. Pentecost is the celebration of God's birthday and empowering of the believers by filling them with the Holy Spirit. Collectively, Christian believers are the church. We're in Potlington. That means those who are part of Potlington Christian Fellowship, who have a living, daily, supernatural, spiritual walk with Jesus, are part of his body. And in the same way, people who are part of All Saints, who are part of St. Mary, St. Joseph's, who are part of the Methodist congregations, are part of the church within Potlington. Those people who travel out of this town to fellowship with other believers in other towns and villages are part of the same body. People who come from out of Potlington to fellowship with us in Potlington are part of the same body. We need to recognise that we will only be complete absolutely when we are with the Lord Jesus. But on earth, when Jesus wants to do something and put his arm around somebody, he chooses one of us to do it. Or he commissions us to do it. When he wants to see someone blessed, he blesses us that we might pass on that blessing to someone else. We are his body. When someone needs to know and feel compassion, then we are to be the source, the spring that, that, that brings relief and, and love into the lives of those who are struggling. First and foremost, for those within the church, but then evangelically to those beyond uh, the body of the church. Pentecost is the church's birthday. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, and 1 Corinthians chapter 14, if you read through those two chapters, they are all about spiritual gifts. God blessed the believers with spiritual gifts. Some they worked out over time, but on the day of, Pente of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, they all were absolutely filled with joy. They all began to praise God, not in their own language, but in a language that they just began to speak that wasn't native to them. And they began just to, 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 to sing praises to God. And the Bible tells us, if you read Acts chapter 2, there were people from all over the known world, and they all spoke different languages in their uh, residential countries. And when they came to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, and they were going in and out of the temple, they, they heard these people singing praises to God. And even though the content of what they were saying was right and good and proper, their singing uh, was, was, was so real that the people thought that they were drunk. And we've already looked at that, that they weren't. It was the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But right in the middle of 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 comes, yeah, you've got it, 1 Corinthians 13. And that is all about love. Galatians uh, chapter 5 tells us the importance of, of having the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love. And we need to be close to Jesus so that the fruit of 
him within our lives equips us to serve him effectively. Let me just read to you from um, verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 13. And I'd like you to do it. I'm going to do it in a moment using my name. But then I'd like you to afterwards get your Bible, open it on 1 Corinthians 13, and from verse 4, put your name in and just let it challenge you. Alan is patient. Alan is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He is not rude. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. Alan does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Alan never fails. Let me just say straight away, that is not absolutely true. Alan is not as perfect as that. Only Jesus is. But Alan would want to aim for that. And I believe that each one of us needs to aim to be more like Jesus. Lord, as we come to commemorate your death yet again, I pray that you will bless the emblems that we have in front of us of bread and wine. And that as we partake of them, we will be partaking of you. That you will fill us with strength and power and direction. That you will anoint us with blessings that are unknown to us so far. That your supernatural presence will be evidenced in what we say and what we do. Bless these emblems if we take them in your name. Father, I just pray for each person listening to this this morning, that by your Spirit you will come upon them right now, just descend upon them, well up within them, let them know your presence, refreshing, empowering, forgiving, filling, anointing, whatever their needs are, Lord, make them stronger, open their eyes, Lord, help us to recognize the things that are significant for you and to leave aside the things that would only hold us back. We love you, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.